Hello and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. This week, the road to Wembley starts again for the Bears as they host Loughborough students in the second round of the FA Vars. It's a competition Congleton have fond memories of after making history by reaching the semi-finals last season. We'll look back on the two penalty shootouts with goalkeeper Dave Parton and we'll also hear about why this season is a special year for the FA Vars with Phil Annette from FA Vars Fact File. We've also got our latest fan away day from Congleton's visit to second place Highgate United. That's where we start with the reaction of player manager Richard Duffy after the Bears lost 3-1. We had some really good chances first half, which we didn't capitalise on. And, you know, I was really pleased with, you know, certain aspects of the of the game, especially the first half, up until their goal. Um, and then obviously a big, big momentum swing in, in their favour. We got grip of the game again after 10 minutes or so of them scoring and, and finished the first half really well. But yeah, it wasn't to be. We we didn't take our chances and, and they took their chances with what they played with. So there wasn't a lot in the game. And for me, the game could have gone either way. So fortunate for them that they were on the, the end, of, end of a good result for them. You mentioned there the game could have gone either way. Which, for you, was the deciding factor that it swayed it? Was it ultimately the converting and taking the chances? Yeah, that's what it comes down to. That, that's how you win and lose games. How do you defend your own box and how do you attack the other box? Obviously, conceding three goals is, is, is not a good lock, but I don't, I don't think we can scrap the last one. We were on the break and, and they break away. And we were in the game up until the end, you know, even going down to 10 men with the Simbin. I just felt we were just building a little bit of momentum then. And naively, we, we've given the, the referee a chance to send, send one of us off or Sim being one of us and I think if that don't happen then listen we might not score but we create a lot of pressure we just put Tom Hampton on and, and, and we were going to go into him early him and Max up front and yeah by the time that happened then we, we, we lost the momentum with going down to 10 men and it did feel for large periods of the game that Congleton were on top and as we said if one of those chances particularly towards the end of the first half goes in it's a completely different game as with some of the referees' decisions as well. On another day, it could have been different. Is that what makes this result perhaps so tough to kind of take? Yeah, as you say, George had two fantastic chances end of the first half. Danny does what he does and, and puts them on the plate for, for George. And unfortunately, he didn't, you know, he didn't put it in the net. He's, you know, there's no blame on him. He's, he's not tried to miss. He's tried to score. And on another day, they, they both go in the back of the net, you know. If we go in a 2-1 up half-time, then... Obviously, it becomes a different game. But yeah, any game is disappointing to lose. And obviously, being a top of the table clash, it's you know a tough one to take. But every, every loss is a tough to take. And so you bounce back now. You know, I, as I said, I was I was really pleased with certain aspects of the game. And, and others, we, we, we really need to tighten up on. Obviously, giving away a set-piece goal is is not like us. And, and that's, that was a frustrating part that we let them into the game by giving them that and then the momentum swings and, and they build they get on top for 10 minutes and you know look like they're putting a little bit of pressure on which could go 2-1 down so it's really important that we, we stick to our jobs especially when corners and crosses are coming in our box You mentioned there about bouncing back the FA Vars on Saturday is this kind of the perfect game to have to try and bounce back obviously you've got motivation after the disappointment of Saturday but also the motivation having come so close to, to, to the final last season so is this the perfect game to try and bounce back I, I'm not bothered if it's League Cup Vars FA Cup we need to perform and perform to a, a little bit better level than we did Saturday even though as I said I, I was happy with, with lots of it however well you play it doesn't mean you're going to win so the more good performances we put in 
it just gives us a better chance of winning games on a consistent basis. So we'll be looking for a, a strong, positive performance Saturday, which which we have been, you know, very good at home. And then hopefully that will be good enough because Loughborough, tough side, young, athletic, trained full time, or, or a lot more than that, should I say, and really technically very good. So it's going to be a going to be a real tough test for us. Two teams as well that have had success in the competition. Congleton reached the semi-finals last year. Loughborough students reached the semi-finals this season before. So this should be a really, really good cup tie. And I guess you're hoping as well that the Bears fans come out and support the Bears as much as they can because ultimately the, the home advantage could be key. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, they've, they've come out in force so far this season. So we're hoping they're going to be there again Saturday to back us. And, you know, we had some some great memories last season, if you just mentioned in in the Vars and, and that's where we sort of built built momentum with, with the fans coming through and lots and lots of stuck around. So obviously we've done something right last year to to attract the fans and number one and number two to, to keep them around. So hopefully they'll, they'll be looking forward to it and um, can we get one step closer to Wembley? You mentioned there that the fans, obviously a huge following again last Saturday, including a supporters coach. And I know that it was much appreciated by the squad. A couple of members of the squad went, went onto the bus after. And, and this this support is really appreciated, isn't it, by the entire team, including yourself as well? No, absolutely. Dave and Dicko went on, obviously, to thank thank everyone for coming down. And, you know, it's a, it's a big thank you because it's not around the corner. It was a good couple of hours from Congleton down. So to take as many as we did down there and, that's not just the bus full, you know, lots went down on cars as well and, and train, whatever it was. So thank you to them as well. And it's a massive, massive help. I mean, it's 140 odd there, I think. And I think we took 100 with us. So we're doubling the, the home attendance of, of a team. And that's that's only good for us. There's been a bit of squad news as well over the past week. Aaron John's been a brilliant servant to the club, has left. Is that one of the, perhaps one of the most difficult parts for managers to kind of see a player leave like Aaron John's? No, absolutely. And it was a tough conversation we had after training on Thursday, last Thursday. And yeah, you know, it was a big, massive part since I've come into the club and the big parts on, in what we achieved last year. So I can only thank him for, for his efforts. And, you know, he, he was fantastic. Um, and unfortunately, he got started the season, got injured um, after three or four games. And obviously then we, we got players in and form of players of men there's been you know no space for him to, to get into the team and sometimes not in the squad and and that's the hard part as you say to, to leave players out and you know in the end he just wants to go and play football so we wish him all the best one player who has arrived is Max McCarthy Congleton fans will know him from his his spell previously before going on to play at a higher level what do you hope Max brings to the squad and actually we've seen Max watch games a few times already this season does this also show what the club is doing in terms of the fact that players who have experience at a higher level want to be part of it of this team and this club. Yeah, number one, he's a local lad, so that's that's another one we've got in. You know, it's the core of the team is is a lot locally from Congleton and and the areas that surrounding. So it's good to have another one another one in like that. But yeah, he brings he brings experience from from the level above. But you know, he's still young, still learning, and that's the type of player that that we're after. You know, enthusiastic, wants to learn. And yeah, wants to do well. He's, we'll listen, we'll, we'll try his best. And he's sort of duped the, the way we play. You know, I, I spoke to Brian when he when he first came in and said, look, we're going to bring someone else in as well to, to compete for the number nine jersey. And, you know, hopefully that will bring Brian to another level as well because he's been fantastic since he came in. So um, to have them two, you know, vying for, 
for that spot would only be great. And then obviously Tom Hampton, who brings something totally different to the table as well. You know, not not just them two. He's got something else in his bag that them two haven't got. So we've got three strikers there who who give us all something different. Finally, what's your message to supporters or maybe somebody that's never been to to Congleton before about coming down this weekend and supporting the Bears? I think the buzz around the town last year with the run we went on in the FA bars and and hopefully we can we can fill the ground Saturday and hopefully we can put on a show and, and get the win and get through because cup game has it hasn't we fancy you, you need to win the game but if we can put a, a good performance in as well um, that will give us a, a good chance to win. That was Richard Duffy speaking earlier this week. Before we focus on the FA Vars, let's get the fan reaction now from the Highgate United game. After a run of home games, Max Wrench was back on the road. This time it was a trip down to South Birmingham for a top-of-the-table clash. been a while then since the last one of these away days after four home games on the spin and four wins on the spin as well. I thought... They're all pretty tightly contested games, to be honest. Um, obviously, we had the big one, Studley. Yeah, really close game that was. We did well to come out on top of it in the end. Penalty towards the end of the game and got three points there. Obviously, the two other league wins, Aviston and Wolfroonians, and then the uh, winning the cup against Stone Odlanian. So, yeah, obviously, home games. We're still keeping that record this season at home. Well, in the league, that is. And yeah, we've got us sitting pretty at the minute at the top of the table, which is nice, which yeah, leads us into today's game. Big game, obviously, away at Highgate. It's going to be a tough test with them being second. I believe they can go level in points with us if they win their games in hand, but obviously the result today has an effect on that. I believe we played, well, we did play them two years ago, two seasons ago in the Vars. That was a 4-0 win, but obviously a lot can kind of change since then. Obviously, they're quite a strong team with the position that they are in the league and to be fair I was quite surprised that the game was on today after the um, weather we've had I think a few around the league have been postponed so fair play to the groundsman everything for getting it on I think we're looking to leave at about quarter to one today five of us in the car actually uh, so it's going to be a bit bit packed in I think it's about an hour and a half or so drive without traffic hopefully the weather in this storm holds off for us but We'll be wrapped up just in case and they'll uh, get some thoughts from the car when we're there. About halfway down to Highgate now, five of us in the car. Dad, Grandad, your thoughts from the front? It's very wet. <laughs> we haven't stopped. The windscreen wipers going the old way. Pretty sure it might not be on by the time we get there. Um, hopefully we can win. That's about it so far. Well, yeah, we've got a car full. We've had a, uh, a car beer and a packet of wine gums. The weather is unbelievable. It's atrocious on the uh, on the uh, M6 toll, and we've just had a phone call from someone else going who tranked us, saying it was off, and we believed them. But uh, as we uh, continue at the moment, the game's on. Um, Highgate. I think we've been there about two or three years ago. Uh, can't really remember the setup, but they've obviously been doing very well in the league, and um, it'll be a tough test for us. So uh, hopefully, the game will be on, and uh, we get uh, a nice three points out of it. Um, we've got uh, Amanda and Kobe with us in the back. I don't know they want to have a little word with you. Yeah, Amanda, you're joining us today. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah uh, 
I was just going to say it's pretty wet we don't know if it's going to be on just the same as everybody else we've got our winter coats out and we've uh, supplied two brollies so hopefully we should be prepared for uh, any wet weather that we get that's you know that's all I can say Arrived at Highgate then after a slight detour, his dad went the wrong way at one of the junctions to a bit of a weird little ground again. Um, looks like quite a new clubhouse that they've built. Well, the interior is new. I don't know who decides to build a clubhouse and then only put three taps of carling in there. But that's neither here nor there. The pitch doesn't look too bad considering the weather. Maybe a little bit long, probably get a bit heavy as the game goes on. Um, there's not much seating or other ways in terms of facilities here. Um, not the nicest place to be honest with you. I think the team looks pretty standard for what we've been having recently. Um, a couple of new faces on the bench. See Max McCarthy signs. It'll be interesting to see if he comes on. Uh, nicely, Brian starting up front. And uh, yeah, confident. Obviously, that'll be a good side, but hopefully, we can put in a good performance first half. I think most games, to be fair, we've been a bit of a second half team, so let's hope we can uh, do well in the first one. Half time, and it's 1 1 here at Highgate after. Uh, first half that was kind of split into three. I thought first 15 minutes we looked really sharp, started brightly, uh, good few chances, passing it about nicely. Got the goal for a corner, standard corner routine. Uh, and then second 15 minutes, I thought they were probably the better side. Um, they kind of came onto us a bit more, started playing it around a bit more. Um, got a big lad up top who they, they were kind of just lumping into him at first, but then they started playing after that. And final 15 minutes was pretty even. Okay, what were your thoughts on the half? I think it's been um, a very even first half. Um, had a couple of chances. George on the wing was very threatening. Um, obviously, it's 1 1, so hopefully, we can take the lead in the second half. Full time, and it's a 3 1 win for Highgate this afternoon. Really disappointing, to be fair. I thought second half we were poor. Didn't really create much to be honest no real chances of note they took the ones that they had essentially Dicko getting a sim bin with 10 minutes to go that kind of killed the game off to be honest not too much really ever to be said than that I thought you know we've kind of regretted missing a few chances first half there could have gone in 3-1 up probably quite easily and we'll be ruining that now yeah a bit frustrated to be honest but we're still in a good position, it's not the end of the world, you know. Obviously, at the start of the late season, if you said, what do you say, where we are now, you'd snap your hand off for it, so we'll go again. Um, but yeah, just an annoying one this afternoon. Back home about half six, not too bad of a run. Back down, absolutely hammered it down though for most of the journey, so fortunately that wasn't when we were stood out for the football as I say, a bit of a disappointing result today. And to be fair, it wasn't for lack of trying. We kept going for the 90 minutes. Just nothing quite came off second half or really fell for us. A couple of kind of in the box, a few scrambles, but no clear-cut chances really, as I say. And um, yeah, sometimes that happens, just one of them. It is what it is. We're still in a good position in the league. You know, we'll, we'll be able to turn that around when we play them at home. Hopefully get the points back there. Uh, still top of the table at the moment, I believe, so... Yeah, not the end of the world. Um, obviously, we'll go again next Saturday in the Vars. Looking back forward to playing in the Vars again. Obviously, hopefully we can replicate the successes from last year, if not go 
one further because, well, that's the dream, that's the goal. As it always has been Wembley, that would be mint. But, yeah, in terms of the league, um, just one of those results today. You know, that you can't really look too badly on the performance. It wasn't terrible by any means. Second half, probably a little bit disappointing. But, you know, we could have we could have scored a few more in the first. So you kind of take what you can from that and go again next time. Yeah, just glad we didn't get rained on too much while we're actually there. But we'll look ahead now to next week in the bars. And uh, I'm sure I'll see a few down there. Cheers for listening. Thanks to Max for sharing his fan away day with us. Let's hear now from goalkeeper Dave Parton as he looks back on last season's FA Vars games. But first, shares his thoughts on last Saturday. Really disappointed after the game, actually. Um, I don't normally get too disappointed about football. I sort of leave it in the dressing room, what have you, but I was quite disappointed about it. Um, I thought they were there for the taking, to be honest with you, first half. For 20-25 minutes, we were well on top until they got their goal. And then second half, we just didn't, we just didn't play out. How we should have really, and how Duff sort of panned it out for us, and we just never got going really in the second half. And once they scored their second, we were sort of trying to sort of push forward a little bit. But listen, it's one of them. You're not going to win every game. We didn't think we were going to win every game, no matter what league you're in. So maybe in the long run, it might be a little good thing get our feet back on the ground a little bit and and, and start again. You mentioned there the disappointment, but actually this disappointment often turns into motivation as well and that fuel to, to the fire, which I guess you'll be hoping going into the FA Vars game this weekend and then the, the, the rest of the season as well. Yeah, like I say, I'll be honest with you, I, I've, I felt like we've been invincible. <laughs> but even though we haven't played very well last few weeks, we've still found ways to win. So, you know, a loss isn't always the end of the world. Like I say, you learn more when you lose, but we've got to make sure now that we don't lose again and again and again. We, we get back on that, that winning train quite quickly. And like I say, yeah, I think it might even refocus us a little bit. So and it was good timing for the FA Vars. And there's a big away following. The fans went on the supporters coach as well. And you won the players who went on to the supporters coach after the game to thank them for their support, which I know was much appreciated by those on the bus. Why was that important to you to go onto the bus and to show your, your thanks and appreciation to the supporters? Yeah, first of all, I'd like to say the support this season and, and last season has been absolutely amazing. It's it's a fair way to go from Congleton to Highgate. And honestly, when I saw the bus pull up, I forgot that we had a fans bus. I thought it was our bus just turning around and then I realised that we, we had a bus full as well. And it was it was absolutely amazing. I think the, the crowd was, what, 140 odd? And there was at least 100 of us there. It was it was absolutely amazing. So, listen, if I can just say a little thank you. I know it goes quite a long way with, with the people that have come and it takes it takes two seconds of my time. So um but we're all we're all really grateful for the support we've got home and away this year. It's been it's been absolutely amazing. And like a few of us have said, this league's a little bit different in terms of the Northwest counties, in terms of the places that we're going. Um there's some not so aesthetically pleasing places. So for the, the following that we've got so far this season has been amazing. So hopefully we can we can keep repaying that over the next few games. And the road to Wembley starts again this weekend against Loughborough students. Is this the perfect kind of game to, to come after the disappointment of last weekend? We know it's going to be a tough game, but actually that motivation of wanting to bounce back and also the motivation as well of, of trying to go one step better than they managed last year. Yeah, well, it's, I'm glad we're at home after last last week. I think we had another away game. Probably one suits us. So to be back at home is sort of the bit of a fortress really for us in front of in front of our fans. It's, it's going to be nice to be back there. We could sort of I'd say reset it and go again. I don't think there are going to be any mugs whatsoever. I don't know how it works with the uni, but I'd imagine they're training a lot more than us. They're probably in a little bit better condition than us as well. I don't think they have as many beers as us after the game. So they're going to be right at it. They're going to be they're going to be good footballers. So it's going to be a tough game. By no means a, a, going to be an easy one. 
what I always fancy is at home. Yeah, hopefully we can come out on top. How do you reflect on the season so far? The first few games are always hard at, at non-league level, mainly because you've got people like me and, and Chadders who go away at the start of the season just because of what school term, school holidays are like. So we, that's the only time we can go away. So it's really tough for, for Duff and Griff to sort of get a team together just because of the report time. So we go away when we can go away. But I, I knew we were always going to get our act together because Duff gets us in the right frame. He, he knows exactly what he's doing. We've been really good. I don't think we've been at it last last few weeks and maybe Saturday was coming a little bit. Maybe we needed that sort of to, like I say, sort of recharge our brains and sort of refresh ourselves and, and go again. But listen, we're there to be be shot at people for whatever reason think that we're this this money-grabbing team who are on loads of money. I got, I got it on Saturday saying, talking about the budget, and I was thinking, what, what do you think that we're, that we're on? We've obviously got that sort of thing attached against us. So every game that people are going to be playing against us, they're going to be putting that little extra few percent in. And we've got to be able to, to deal with that, really. And I think generally that we, we have, especially at home, we've looked, we've looked really good at home. We, I don't feel like we've ever looked like losing really at home so far. If we can just keep picking up those, those away wins as well, we'll be... We'll be right up there at the end of the season. So let's talk about those penalty shootouts from last season. So we'll talk about that Berry penalty shootout then. You saved the Berry penalty, which then saw Lewis Shaw able to step up and send Congleton through to the semi-finals. What was that feeling like? That was probably the pinnacle of my whole career, actually, that Berry game. It was an amazing atmosphere. That was that's my that was my favourite game of the season, actually. Out of out of all of them. And yeah, it was an amazing feeling. That I've never actually but like that on the football pitch. I thought that when you see these people like getting teary after a game, you're thinking, oh, what, are you, what are you doing that for? It's only football. But I remember going over to Duffy and Duffy was like, couldn't speak to me. I was thinking, Jesus, this is what football does, is it? So yeah, it was it was an amazing feeling. It was, it was an amazing day. And it was so close to not being I want to give a shout out to Mackenzie here, actually, even though he came me for the for the fines. Because if you remember, with about a minute to go, they've gone through on goal and he's done, it's the best tackle I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, the lads are ready to just tap it in for about two yards, and he's he's got his leg wrapped round him in about that ninety degree angle, and he's he's managed to flick it away from him. And it's when when things like that happen, you sort of just think, yeah, this is our day. This is, and, and I was quite confident once Barry took his the second time because he, he, if you remember, he, he took his penalty, then the referee made him retake it. Once he taken, it, I was quite I was quite confident in the lads, and yeah, it's just it just sort of felt like it was meant to be. Sadly, the Newport Pagnell game wasn't meant to be because how tough was that moment it was tough it was disappointing i was disappointed for everybody else really you know you can sort of deal with the disappointments but you you, you feel sorry for the people that sort of put all the effort into it and, and getting so close to the holy grail if you like yeah it was, it was something that we'll probably look back on and think oh it's so, so close but so far Popey had a chance right at the end if you remember and he's just put just wide with, with a header which you're back in 99 times out of 100 but yeah, as soon as we missed the first, we missed the first three penalties. It's it's sort of back backs against the wall, then. and it's not meant to be. But listen, you never know, do you? So it, hopefully we can come around again and we can take a chance this time. After that game, the way the team bounced back with the two cup wins was that something that you're particularly proud of? The character of the team, the way that you did bounce back and and then ended the season with one of the most successful seasons. Yeah, I think that's a testament to the dressing room. Really, if we weren't so close to it, it probably could have killed us. Probably could have derailed the season, but like I said, we it, it didn't really. It felt like we were over it quite quickly as a team, and like I said, we bounced back tremendously. And the lads, especially against Ultrigan, and we played they played absolutely one of the best games we played probably. There were spells where we outplayed a conference team who had all their best players out, by the way. So yeah, the way they bounced back was amazing, and 
like I say, it's testament to the dressing room. It's testament to Duff as well and, and Griff to be able to sort of pick us up after that as well. And it just shows what great lads they are as well. We'll hear more from Dave Parton on next week's podcast when he'll be the latest player to talk us through his career so far. But let's turn our attention back to this Saturday when Congleton Town hosts Loughborough students in the second round of the FA Vars. If there's anything you want to know about the FA Vars, then Phil Annette's is the man to ask. He runs FA Vars Fact File on social media, and we're delighted to say he joins us on this week's podcast. So first of all, Phil, welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Hi, pleasure to join you, Adam. Looking forward to a chat. So I guess the best place to start is what is the FA Vars and how does it work? Okay, well, the FA Vars is a national knockout competition for those clubs at the bottom two levels of the National Football Pyramid, either known as Level 9 and Level 10, or Step 5 and Step 6 of the non-league pyramid itself. So small town clubs, village clubs, they're the kind of places that uh, would be involved in the FA Vars. And it covers leagues such as the Combined Counties League, uh, the Southern Counties East League, the Northern League, and a whole host of other Step 5 and Step 6 leagues. And when did the FA Vars first start? Because this season is actually a special season for the competition. It is. So the FA Vars was instigated for the 1974-75 season, making this season's campaign the actual 50th running of the competition, which is quite a milestone. The competition itself replaced what was known as the FA Amateur Cup, a competition that had begun in the 19th century. And obviously there was a delineation between professional players and amateur players, and so they had a separate cup. But that distinction between professionals and amateurs was getting very blurred, especially during the 60s. And the FA was struggling to find out who was being paid and who wasn't being paid. And so they decided to reluctantly say there's no point in having a distinction anymore. And the FA Trophy had already been introduced for the 68-69 season for the more senior non-league side. So it seemed to make sense uh, to introduce a, a competition for the lesser non-league clubs as well. And what stage are we at currently? Because Congleton have had a little bit of a wait to, to actually enter the competition down to their success last season. There's already been a few rounds. So what stage are we at? And actually, how many teams nationally can have entered this competition? Yeah, since the introduction of the new football pyramid by the FA, where they said it's distinctly just those clubs at step five and step six that can meet the ground criteria. There's a bit of a limit, basically, on the number of clubs that can take part. And this season, there are 597 clubs who entered. And it has been higher in the past. Uh, and in the past, we have had clubs from below step six uh, involved too. This weekend, we're heading towards the second round. So there have been three rounds already, two qualifying rounds and the first round proper. And the second round... Uh, where we have 26 clubs who have been exempted until this stage based upon the performance that they had in the Vars last season. So if they went to the fourth round or beyond and they're still at step five and step six and they get exempted to the second round. And then there's 102 other clubs that have won three from the previous round, making 128 clubs in total. And I think we're now six steps away from an appearance at Wembley. As you say, that appearance at Wembley is what kind of all the clubs and the players kind of dream of. Congleton came so close last season, but we do still have fond memories of the FA Vars run um, last year. How have Congleton Town done 
throughout the years of the competition, obviously last year we know was the first time I think they got through to the quarterfinals, then the semifinals. But how have Congleton kind of fared throughout the history of the competition? The last season was the Bears' 29th FA Vars campaign. They didn't take part in the very first one, but uh, they did join the competition for the 1976-77 season when the club was a mid-Cheshire League side. And in that campaign, they actually got as far as the fourth round. So they had quite a good, successful uh, first run. It took them another 27 years before they made it to the fifth round. By then, I think they were Northwest Counties League Division One side in 2003-04. And obviously, as we know, last season was the first time they made it as far as the quarterfinals and the semifinals. So they've they've had a good run recently where they've made the third, fourth, fifth, and now the, the semifinals in the last three or four years. So it does help if you start the, the next year's competition as late as the second round. It gives you more chance, obviously, to get further. So, yeah, it was a fantastic run for them last season and a wonderful experience for everyone involved, I'm sure. Yeah, it certainly was. And you were actually at one of, one of the games. You were at the Congleton against AFC Wolf Runians game last year, which was in the last 16. From a Congleton perspective, it was an agonising second half to kind of watch after Richard Duffy got sent off just, just before half time. Darren Chadwick was on one leg. It was just defend, 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 save after save. Obviously, from, from a Congleton supporter looking at it, it was an agonising watch. How was it as a neutral? And what are your reflections on that game? I, I always enjoy being at games where history is made and so for Congleton Town to get through to the quarterfinals for the very first time in their history fantastic to to be there it was quite a, I would say it wasn't the most exciting game in the first half but Congleton did deserve their 1-0 lead and uh, after the player manager was it who was sent off after he got sent off in the uh, latter part of the first half it was a backs against the wall uh, second half and some great defending Congleton kept AFC Wolfenians at bay and I think uh, overall I think they deserved to win and, and it was great great for the club to uh, enjoy such a, a special day and get through to the quarterfinals for the first time. That's funny because you see the celebrations at the game and I'm sure you've probably been to many games and the, what, what it means to kind of clubs to go through that competition whether it's the prize money that step clo- closer to Wembley this competition means a great deal to an awful lot of clubs. It does. At the end of the day, the, the the players involved in the FA Vars, they're playing at a level of football where they don't get many days of glory and not many people pay attention to what they do. And so if they can get involved in a club that can get on a fantastic run and get in as far as the quarterfinals, starts getting the town and the village very excited about the potential to get to Wembley. And I know it's devastating when you don't actually get there, but that feeling in the town and across the, the club and and uh, the community is, is is great and it's it's echoed all around the country and one of the beauties of the FA Vars is that for me the reason why I think it's such a special competition is because it is an egalitarian competition what I mean by that is that any club that enters has as much chance of winning it as any other club and one of my favorite statistics about the overall competition is in the 49 FA Vars finals that there have been to date there has always been at least one club appearing in the final who've never been there before. So the spread across the country and across the clubs is massive. And so anyone starting off in the first qualifying round, as Ascot United did last season, they have as much chance of getting to the Wembley and winning the thing as anyone else. And they had to win 10 games. And you can imagine the build-up and momentum that went behind getting all the way to Wembley and going on to win it. And so that's available for any club, any set of players 
at any of these teams at the start of the season and the dream it's a real dream that it can be materialised and I love the competition for that fact That's what I was going to ask you actually what is the best thing for you about the FA Vars? Well I guess that that's it that's the biggest thing is that, that chance it gives everybody for a major day out at Wembley and for players to have the chance to and everyone involved with the club not just the players because the fans are as important to it as well to have that chance for a day out at Wembley I, I actually went to the very first FA Vars final at, as a, a 10-year-old child. I didn't actually know that's what I was doing at the time. It's only in retrospect I've realised that I was there and I was an Epsom and Yule fan, although I was a resident of the area, so I was going as a young kid, as everyone else get caught up in the moment of a day trip to Wembley. So I know, from a fan's point of view, what a fantastic experience it is to uh, have a day out at the big national stadium. And now it's even more... Uh, I think people are more, are more aware of what that all means because back then it was just like a, an adventure and a bit of a journey. It wasn't quite the same as it is now where people see it as a very special occasion. And that's what I love about the Vars. Anyone can win it. Whatever time you start in the competition, doesn't matter if you start in the qualifying rounds or in round two, you've got as much chance of getting there and having a fantastic day out. And the competition has proven that it's available to anyone because it's so widely spread about who's been successful. You mentioned there about... The first final where you went to was at Wembley. Has the competition always, the final always been held at Wembley, apart from obviously the years when it was being rebuilt, but has the competition traditionally always been been held at the National Stadium? It has indeed, yes. Yeah. Um, it was a continuation, as I said, of the FA Amateur Cup, and those finals had gradually become always held at Wembley Stadium. So I think it was uh, a given that it would continue to do so. And you're right, there were six seasons um, when it didn't happen at Wembley because of the reconstruction. But uh, it's good to see that the FA have maintained that tradition and, and appear to want to keep that going, uh, ongoing. So that's uh, something I think that is very precious for the competition to have that final at the big national stadium. Absolutely. And that dream of Wembley will start again for Congleton this weekend. And Congleton's opponents are Loughborough students. And what can you tell us about the opposition and their history within the competition? Well, funny enough, the uh, Loughborough students made the semi-finals the season before Congleton downed. So that was the first time they had uh, got that far, though they've only been involved in the competition for 15 campaigns in total. But this year, they're having an extremely good run. They started off in the first qualifying round and they are the second top scorers in the competition with uh, 17 goals already after only three games. So Congleton's uh, defence is going to be tested as much as it was with only 10 men against AFC Wolfenians uh, last season if they're going to continue through themselves to the third round. And the stats that you can just pull out of the of the bag, how have you calculated this all? Because you also do it for the, for the FA Cup as well. How do you do it all? Is it lots of papers? Is it now lots of spreadsheets? How on earth do you have all these stats and keep across all the results and the history? Because the amount of games that must have been covered during the FA Cup and the FA Vars in the time that you've been doing it, how on earth do you do it? Well, I could tell you, but uh, I'm not sure I can give away my trade secrets. All I do know is that if anyone was if, if anyone was to take over from me, they would have a real struggle understanding how it's all structured. But I know where everything is. So if you ask me a question, I know where I need to go and look to try and find the answer. But it takes a lot of discipline and time to be able to do it. You can imagine uh, we've funded 97 clubs in this competition, 730 in the FA Cup. And I, I do actually monitor the FA Trophy as well, although I'm not so public about what I do there. So it's just something I love doing. Very simple Excel database spreadsheets and just knowing where everything is. And 
I think the overall number one thing is just trying very hard not to just push something out when I first find it, but to double check and make sure actually what am I what am I saying is that right? You know, as many a time in the past, I pushed something and I thought, hmm, was that quite right? And then I found that it wasn't. I had to delete the tweet or whatever. But basically, just being conscientious about what I do and make sure that what I say is is right. And I really love the fact that I'm raising the profile for the lower level game. I, I give as much attention to the step five, step six clubs in the competitions as I do for the Premier League clubs. And uh, I think I'm the only one doing that kind of. Uh, attention and egalitarian level of coverage and i know that it is it's valued by people who are who are you know identified and are, are, are you know to get a name in the paper or if they get a stat that goes out there that they become a record holder or whatever i know that it's uh, it's well cherished and, and i enjoy doing it that's the thing particularly with the fa bars i think you put a tweet out at the very start or just before the campaign started and said Kind of, is there a demand? Is there interest in this to keep on going? And obviously, the reason why you're still doing the stats is because there was there was a demand. Are you always surprised with the response that you get and and the reaction? I think over time, I've got used to the sort of uh, responses I get, and uh, most of them are nice and kind. Not all of them, but um, yeah, I think uh, it's difficult. That 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 tweet was put out more because of what was happening with Twitter rather than what people believed was happening with the FA Vars. I know that there's a high demand and interest in the FA Vars. But there was big issues going on with Twitter stroke X. That was was it was it really the right platform to share this on? But you know the the, the response is good. I'm very pleased that people interact. I, I always welcome more interaction. Um, I do like it when people stat build and they tell me things about their club I didn't know. And I do enjoy the fact that we can have a bit of a discussion uh, about what is the right stat or not. And uh, it, yeah, I, I'm just glad I'm providing something that people are interested in. And but if they if they weren't. I'd still be doing it. Absolutely fantastic. And we all really do appreciate it. I love a stat and it's fantastic to hear the, the stats that you do. So how can our listeners follow the FA Vars on your profile this year? Very simply, just follow me on Twitter. I'm still going to call it that, whatever happens to its name. Uh, follow me on Twitter at FA Vars Fat File. And from there, the, the, I, I will tweet links to uh, previews and reviews of every round, any particular stats that might come out. I'll tweet them out as well. I'm ready in this week to do a, I'm hoping to do a tie-by-tie preview of all the second round ties, although there are 64 of them, so I might I might just do the major ones, I'm not 100% sure yet. People may know, as we mentioned, that you also do the FA Cup, and when the FA Cup celebrated its 150th anniversary, you wrote a book, um, FA Cup 150. Obviously, with the FA Vars celebrating its 50th season, any plans for an FA Vars book at all? Well, of course, I am collating the information for use in such a book, and I would love to be able to bring an FA Vast 50 book out to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the competition next season. It's a major challenge trying to do it all by yourself, to self-publish, self-promote, self-market, and and uh, to get it out there. So I found that that was pretty inhibiting with the FA Cup 150 book, so it could have sold a lot more if I was able to have a backer. So I've, whilst I've got everything collated and I am working ahead as if it was going to go ahead, I probably won't bring something out unless there is a publisher out there who is wanting to support and anyone listening to this if you're interested in joining me uh, the FA Cup 150 book was well received by the industry it made the shortlist for the sports book of the year in the Football Writers Association sponsored by the Sunday Times so I know that it was uh, critically acclaimed 
So that tells me that I'm doing something that is of value. So if anyone's interested in wanting to support me and help me bring the FA Vars 50 book out, then please do get in touch. I hope to see the FA Vars book kind of on a shelf and on on a publisher um, soon. Phil, thank you. And thank you for joining us on the podcast. Brilliant. Thanks, Adam. And good luck to uh, Congleton Town in their endeavours in this season, FA Vars. Thanks again to Phil Annette for joining us ahead of what will no doubt be a busy weekend for him. As we've heard, Congleton Town play Loughborough students at the Cleric Stadium on Saturday in the FA Vars. The reserves are also in cup action on Saturday, they're away at Ruskin Park. The ladies' first team have a home fixture against Stockport County Ladies' Development on Sunday, while the reserves will be hoping their run of postponements come to an end when they host Manchester Rovers. Thanks again for all the support and thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. <laughs>